Hey guys, this is Summer. And this is Maddie. Welcome to our safe space to vent, cry, and spill the tea. We're the military spouses that spill the fun on motherhood, deployment, and overseas life, and more. This is our unfiltered world that we call day-to-day life. Buckle, Buckle up, up, bitches. Do you ever feel like you're running on empty? Motherhood is a day-in, day-out commitment that easily leads to burnout. Today, the goal is to normalize the ups and downs of motherhood, while also giving the resources to support us during these down moments. So Maddie and I thought that we would share some of our experience with um, motherhood and necessarily the ups and downs of it, burnout. I have two kids. My kids are only 22 months apart. So that's a, that's a lot. Two under two is is a, is a lot. Yeah, fuck and that. What your kid? How far <laughs> apart are your kids again? Five. Um, five years apart. And yeah, so that's fuck a, that too. Because that's like you're you're starting all over. We started completely over. I mean, at that point, did you even have baby stuff left in your house? No. Yeah, starting from scratch. we had absolutely nothing. I couldn't even tell you how to buy diapers. Like we had a do research on like the best diapers again um we had to do research on like what people bought like i didn't know what to buy which granted after five years i bet it was a lot it was uh, completely different it's different because even between having the boys like there was a lot of a newer cooler things out just i was clueless even like giving birth as i forgot what it was Mm. truly like and like packing your bag to the hospital i had no idea what we had to pack Mm. I mean, it was completely hard. It was, I mean, we also did try when Riley was like six months old. It just took us five years to get pregnant. So we would have had two under two. But then I look back and I can't do two under two at all. No, thank you. It was, um, it was very exhausting and lots of, I can't do this anymore moments, I'm not going to lie. I really struggled with postpartum depression with Beckett, which is my second, to the point where it started at when he was four months old, and I remember the moment that it happened. Like, I was nursing him, and then I just had, like, a sudden, this is so awful to say, but if you've been there, you know, like, it was, like, a random sudden rage to the point where I made the decision to unlatch him, put him down, and walk out of the room, even though he was still crying because he was hungry. Realistically, like in my head, I'm like, my baby just needs me. He's just hungry. Um, but for some reason, like I couldn't, I couldn't get over that anger and rage. And ideally, nobody wants to think I will hurt my child. But I'm telling you, like the way I felt was so scary. And I called my doctor and I was like, hey, this happened. She was like, it sounds like this nursing thing because it was only happening when I was nursing. Every other time, I was fine. It hopefully will go away, call back if it doesn't. This was during COVID, so like we weren't really going in for checkups and all of that side of things. So it was just like, okay, you can survive on your own. But it never went away. And that has resulted in a lot of, I would say special attention for Beckett because I feel at times I felt less connected to him because I suffered through 12 months of nursing him when on his brother's side, I loved it. I loved every bit of it. And then towards like the end of my nursing journey, when he was about 10 months old, I just kept blaming like all the struggles going on on like my environmental things like the COVID and 
how our island was shut down. We were in the middle of a PCS and it was just building and building and building to the point where I was so checked out of motherhood, I was ready to end my life. And thankfully, oh, this got deep very fast. We're only three minutes in. <laughs> But like, that's what happened. It was so crazy. And it's insane to look back now as someone that has gone through the therapy, gone through getting help and the right medication and speaking to my family and basically fixing that relationship with Beckett. And it, it's true. I sat there and I contemplated. I stayed up all night just thinking about it. I was like, how bad would it be? Like, just would it be too traumatic for my husband to find me? Like, it was so bad. You just fantasized about it. And that was postpartum depression. Uh, at the time, I just didn't realize it. And so I was too scared to ask for help. I just wanted someone else to tell me to get help, to be honest, because I didn't want to admit it to myself that this had taken a hold of me. But yeah, that was the bulk of it, of two under two, like being that exhausting and how, like it wasn't even burnout that got me. I, maybe the burnout of nursing is what the, was the trigger because I did nurse two babies back to back. Like it was a lot. It was literally two years of straight breastfeeding and not feeling like my body belonged to me. Caring about no dairy because for the longest time, Brantley had a dairy intolerance whenever I would eat it and not being able to wear outfits I wanted to wear because can you pull a boob out? Or, you know, there's just so much like I didn't have, I wasn't taking time out for myself. I was pouring from an empty cup I don't know. That was just my experience with it. Did you go through any postpartum depression or even like postpartum anxiety? Postpartum depression. It was very different for both kids. Um, Riley, she was, how old was I? I was 19 years old when I had Riley and I was the only friend who had a baby. So I had no one to really like talk to. Um, I started breastfeeding her. Everything was great. She was a NICU baby. She had a lot of issues when she was born that still to this day, we have no idea what it truly was. Um, when we got home, Carter, the day we got home from the hospital, Carter had to go back to work. I mean, our child was like two weeks old. Uh, she was in the NICU for the first two weeks, two weeks of her life. Postpartum depression was really bad with her, and it only happened while I was nursing. It got to the point that I didn't want to touch my kid. I didn't want to look at my kid. I would call, secretly I would call my in-laws to come over just to hold my kid so I could go cry in the shower. Um, I didn't tell anybody I had postpartum depression. I didn't want anyone knowing because I wanted, I wanted a baby. I didn't want a baby right then and there, but I didn't want everyone to think like I wasn't meant to be like a good fit mom. So I told the doctors I was just fine. I told everyone I was fine. That I just kind of pushed it away. Um, about a month into nursing Riley, I physically could not do it anymore. I was so depressed. My doctor actually recommended me stop breastfeeding or pumping and doing half pumping, half formula. I decided to just go straight to formula and the day I stopped nursing Riley was probably the best day of my life because all of my postpartum depression completely went away and then the rest of the journey was amazing with her with Colton I never got postpartum depression um 
his recovery was way easier. Um, nursing, there was times that I wanted to quit nursing a thousand percent. But nursing Colton was way easier. In the beginning, we were fighting thrush with Colton, um, which is kind of like, what is it, like a bacteria in your mouth? I think so. I'm not like, 100% sure. I don't remember, but... I know that you can basically just keep getting it and keep getting it and keep yeah, getting it. Yeah, you pass it back and right. forth. So I would get it, and then he would get it, and it just wouldn't go away. And so, and the latching, like he was having trouble latching. The nurse at the hospital told me to like use a nipple shield and I knew nothing. I didn't nurse my daughter that long and it was five years ago. Um, and so I was like, sure, I'll use that nipple shield. I put it on and it literally almost ruined my nursing journey with Colton. Um, I saw a lactation lady on uh, Aglin. She was actually a labor and delivery nurse and she used to do it prior and how she helped me and, and she physically like came to my house i went to her house she was amazing probably the best woman you will ever meet um she definitely saved my nursing journey we also struggled with weight gain with colton so it's i was having a little bit of depression because i was constantly worried about him gaining weight and i was also dealing with um thrush so it kind of made me depressed but not enough to like say I had postpartum depression. I don't know. He was a completely different story. Like he's 17 months old and I'm still nursing him. And we honestly don't see anytime soon that this is going to come to an end sadly. But because I'm over it, I'm ready, I'm done. But he doesn't seem like he's done yet. So... I am going to be that mom who is nursing their two-year-old on their second birthday. I already feel it. You know, they say that, I don't know how, like, true the statistic is, so don't, like, come at me, but they say that boys tend to hold on to nursing longer than girls. It's, like, a weird connection thing. Like I said, I don't know how true that is, but that's always what I've been told in the past because I struggled so much with stopping with Brantley, and the only reason I stopped was because I did get pregnant, and... He didn't like the way the milk tasted and blah, blah, blah. But I really liked that. I've actually never heard your story before, like after having Riley. There's a, It goes into some good detail, but I feel like that's just a podcast we can. A whole other. Yeah, because. Topic. It's a lot. And I remember I was sitting in bed with Colt then, like nursing him. And he's just crying and crying and. He was born at nine pounds, zero ounces. And when we left the hospital, he was like six pounds wow. and something. And then he dropped all the way to like four pounds, 10 ounces. Oh my gosh. So they were going to admit him. And I thought I was failing because I was the one feeding this kid. And he was like, he was eating. He just wasn't gaining the weight. Come to find out my milk didn't have enough fat in it to fatten him up. So one of my good friends on base said do you want some of my milk it's really fatty i bet you will help and i at first i was like no because i wanted to be the one that nursed him i didn't want to give him a bottle i wanted to be the one to say i nursed my baby all by myself i didn't want to give up nursing like i did with riley but i ended up taking her milk and it took one bottle of her fatty milk to have Colton start gaining weight. And ever since that bottle, he's never had a weight issue. But I remember laying in bed crying and the lactation 
doctor came over my house and was like, give me your baby and you go to Target. You go take a nap. And I remember I went to Target. She didn't end up taking my baby because I was very stubborn and was like, no one's <laughs> touching my kid. But Carter ended up staying home with him. I went to Target. And I remember Googling what the best formula is for your baby. And I went to Target to look at it. Never bought it. I, I went through that too with Beckett. Like I remember one of my friends when she went through a really similar journey and our kids were literally like a week and a half apart. And she had just, when we met, she had just switched to formula and I was like, is that just like the best thing ever? And she was like, yes, it's great. And I was like, I need to do that. And I remember like I was like getting all the recommendations, rolling up to Walmart because uh, I lived in at the time like it's like a hillbilly hill of it's basically lower Alabama like it's not even Florida and I was at Walmart and I was staring at these formulas but it was also during the formula shortage so so I was like none of these are the ones she recommended these are like thirty dollars they're expensive and I was like uh I can suffer through four more months like I got this but I like that we both kind of touched on the fact that Honestly, nursing is what triggered it. Mm -hmm. And it makes you think about all the chemicals in your brain that are really being flared up when you are nursing a child. Because it's such a big thing. Like, your body's producing freaking an entire nutritional value that is nurturing your child. It's an amazing journey. It's a hard freaking work. It is hard. And it's not just nursing your baby. I mean, you have to drink enough water. You have to eat enough. You have to watch make sure you you're eat. healthy. You have to watch what you eat. You watch have to watch clothing you you're wearing. I mean, you have to watch how much ounces he's even getting in if you're noticing. You have to pump if you're too full. You can't leave him for more than three hours. You're constantly worrying about you're not sleeping your next at pup. night because dad can't really pop out a boob. Exactly. Know? And like the first time I met you, we all went to dinner and I had to be that friend and be like, sorry, I have to go home. I have a kid to feed. Right. Like I couldn't go out all night and hang out with my friends. I couldn't do any of that. I literally had to come home and feed my not kid. Not to mention when you're sick with like a cold, you can't take cold I couldn't meds. take any medicine. You just have to suffer that whole like week or two because it'll dry you out. Which I never had that issue. Like. Oh God. There was. Times. I like this um, lemon ginger's tea because I couldn't take cold meds. And I when we moved here, literally my allergies were so bad. I had a cold every week. I never had it. Like, sometimes I had an issue of my supply going down. Like, I couldn't pump as much as I would like. But, I mean, now I'm full 24-7 and I don't drink as much water and I do not eat enough calories to keep up with breastfeeding and somehow I still do. So Which he's not eating as much now as, as much. he was before. Because yeah. he's having three whole meals now on top of mommy's milk and And on top of I started giving him whole milk. I do have to say formula feeding Riley compared to breastfeeding Colton, formula was way easier. 100 percent they she was sleeping through the night three weeks old with colton i was up every hour nursing him riley slept through the night has been the best sleeper and i was more attached with riley than i was with colton which is crazy because i didn't really bond with riley we just gave her a bottle i got to do whatever i wanted carter helped out nights with colton i'm always the one that was feeding him always the one taking care of him but i think that touches into the entire point of this episode the burnout yep because we're so i mean we've talked about this factor of it before by the end of the day we're so touched out sometimes it's hard to want to give anybody else our attention 
or snuggle with your husband on the couch and watch a movie because I'm like, there's been kids on top of me all day. There's been a kid on my boob all day. Like, yeah. don't touch me. Don't look at me. I just want to sit in the shower and do nothing and stare at the wall. Yeah. I do have to say, if we decide to have a third kid eventually, I don't think I will nurse him. I think okay. I would do half and half. Like, I would nurse and pump, but I would not 100% constantly worry about everything. If I want to go out, I want him to be able to take a bottle of formula. Yeah. Don't want it to be would, 100% formula fed, but... I agree. I would um, definitely... Don't worry. Beckett, I mean, Brantley never took a bottle. And but, see, that was something I wish I would have introduced more of. I wish I wouldn't have got so much in my head about being, like, breast is, like... Breast is best. Not breast is best, but the nipple confusion was what really freaked me out. Yeah, that's like, kind of how I was with Colton. He didn't take a bottle. And I think if I would have introduced a bottle sooner, he probably would have been fine, and he would have took both. Like, you know, and I would have had a little bit more break, and I could have half-pumped, half-nursed, but exclusively nursing, I was exhausted all the time. I would rather... I don't know. I would rather split it up next time and just not worry. And I tell people this all the time. Like, if you're dealing with depression, I promise you, step back from nursing. You don't need to stop completely, but you can step back and do one bottle of formula yep. a week just to give you space That's for one day. That's what we had to start day. doing with Beckett because I was so Worth desperate. It. And I was like, you know not letting him latch because I was having that rage mm-hmm. and so I was like Austin you have to feed him I can't do it I will pump for him but I cannot let him on me it was so crazy um but that one uh he would start doing bedtime and so that that one moment a day I was like this is such a nice but then break. you still have to pump yeah I hated pumping I hated see, pumping. pumping I only did it like once a day when my so kid goes to bed I want to go lay in bed I don't want to come downstairs wait till 9 p.m so I can pump and then go to bed I hated pumping. We were in a one-story house, so it wasn't that big of a deal. Yeah, we're in two stories, so I'm constantly up and down. And that's why I didn't switch to Formula, because I didn't want to be up and down down. making bottles. They've got a lot of cool gadgets today, though, for Formula babies. I know. And I wanted to Formula feed just so I could use that for the Keurig thing. Keurig for a baby. That'd be cool. That's awesome. But So I want to also touch into the guilt side of motherhood, because I feel like one comparison is hard it's i mean even if you're not comparing yourself to another mom comparing your children when they're two different humans and like i know sometimes i feel guilty that maybe i'm way easier on beckett because i'm like you know what whatever it doesn't hurt for an hour out of your day for you to run around like a crazy person so to say when i was a little bit more strict on brantley like no we need to read this book like so sometimes i feel the guilt of that side or sometimes I feel the guilt of I was at the time I was like making Brantley's purees because I had the time for that I did and, that with Colton for a couple of months and and then with Beckett I was like baby led weaning um let's see let's buy this jarred baby food Riley was completely jar off the shelving Baby lead wean was not a thing when I had Riley. Like, I did not hear We started anything. it a little bit with Brantley, but he didn't like food in With general, Colton, so. I made purees, and he did baby lead weaning. And completely different kids, but I was always more attached to Riley. Do Colton, I let like, him do whatever he wants at this point. Well, he's also at that point where you have to let him do what he wants because he can do it, Mom. Yeah. He's independent. He can do it. Um... I want to know, like, so since your kids are five years apart, did you have any guilt when that first year of life, like maybe 
where you weren't you felt like you weren't giving Riley as much attention. I, I did in and out phases with the boys. Like I'm not splitting my time evenly. Yes and no. Um, I don't know. With Riley, I had five years to spend with her. Just me, her, and Carter. We had five years. We were be like best friends. Aww. But watching her become a big sister at five years old, she was like a little mother. She wants to take care of Colton. She wants to change his diaper. She wants to make the bottle. She wants to put him to bed. And now this little boy doesn't want me. If he, he literally bumped his head oh, the yeah. other day and cried straight to Riley. I tried picking him up. Literally threw he himself on the floor, sister. got up, and walked it's to Riley. Really. So, having them far apart, I think Riley's going to be, like, the best little mother's helper to him. And even when he's, like, growing up and starting high school, like, I think she still is going to be, like, I think they're going to be best friends, honestly. But, I don't know. I had five years with her. I feel like I miss out on, I don't have enough time with Colton. Because I didn't, I don't have those year of just me and him even when she's at school during the day i don't know he was just a little baby so when she was at school you weren't able to even go out and do fun things yeah because he i think next year maybe yet. or this coming up school year i think it would you'll be able to do like i'll be able to bond a little bit more with him because he's at the age that enjoys doing stuff right and not but just then, stress about nap schedules but then like i don't like taking him to the pool if riley's at school because then you feel guilty i feel like i'm missing out like riley should be here yeah. But then again, I had those five years with Riley, and it's Colton's turn. Like, Yeah, we ran into an issue when Brantley... So Brantley is the best big brother now, but he is also about to be five in about a month and a half. Beckett, on the other hand, is very much baby brother all the way. Um, wears his heart on his shoulders. Like, if he thinks Brantley's leaving him, loses it. <laughs> but, or if Riley and Brantley are playing without him, loses it. It's insane. He's very much a little brother we which is in. really weird because i don't think he's attached to you and austin no. at all he he's very like, like his own little person but he does follow brantley which i think that will stop and brantley's about to be in school all day so right. i think that will stop but it's weird seeing might bite him you on in his the own. ass later on the, oh yeah it's weird seeing road. him on his own he's not a very um i don't want to say independent person like but he He's whenever, starting to get like that. Whenever like, we go to the park and it's just me and him, he will not play with any of the other kids. And Brantley is the kid that's going to run up and everybody's his friend. Mm -hmm. And it's always been like that. But when they were younger, we would run into the issue of um, Brantley would be like, put Bubba down, me, like my turn, no Bubba. Like he was so envious of like, when we're like, well, your brother can't walk or mm -hmm. I have to feed your brother. Whenever I would go in to nurse Beckett before like a nap time or something, Brantley had to come too because he was like, you're leaving me. See, Riley could care less. She's like, get this kid away from me See, at this point. We were like, Brantley was like, you replaced me. And yeah. so there was so much guilt on my heart. And then I felt so guilty because I was like, crap. Do I love Brantley more? Mm -hmm. And that was actually a thought that went through my head. And that's now I can't. It's a different love though with your first kid because a part of me feels like, did I love Riley more? But it's just like I got to bond with Riley on one on one, and now right. Colton's sharing that time with his sister. I like that you said the one on one bond, and maybe that because that may be a lot of what you I was got to bond with struggling. Brantley. Because of this past year, Brantley did go to VPK, which is only three hours out of the day, 
but I had that three hours to dedicate to Beckett only. Mm-hmm. And this past year has been a big change in mine and his bond, and I have never felt more connected to him. Because you have that one-on-one time. You're always sharing Beckett. I don't know. I think they are very close siblings for sure. And I th- one day Brantley's going to be like, get this little kid out of my room. And Beckett's going to be the one that's leaving his bedroom middle night to crawl up into Brantley's yeah. bed. The other <laughs> night I um, walked in their room because uh, Brantley, it was actually when Brantley or Beckett, one of them was sick. Oh, Brantley, because he woke up and he said he was sick and he had a bellyache. And I ran in there and Beckett was like crying on the top bunk, which is Brantley's bed. He was like, Bubba woke me up. And I'm like, why are you in his bed? He snuggled me. And <laughs> That's like, the time oh that... Oh, my gosh. Did it Brantley say, did you want me to throw up on you? Yes, Brantley turned around. I was like, I had to throw up. <laughs> I'm sorry I woke you up. Not the fact that... Why are we both sharing a twin-size bed right now when y'all have two separate punk beds? But whatever. They are very close. Um, See, Beckett's going to be the one that's going to go steal his like favorite t-shirt when they're in high school and oh, I can wear it to now. meet the girls. How are they and... going to come across when they're going to have the same friend group? Bradley's going to be like, oh, this is my freaking little brother. Just stay away from him. Don't mind the guy in the back seat. <laughs> it's just my little brother. <laughs> I have to take him with and me. And Brantley's going to go on a date and be like, I have to take my little brother with <laughs> <Yes>. me. <laughs> Beckett's gonna just be like, I need a date too. Mom, Brantley kissed a girl. Oh god, let's it's gonna not be. Get a, into it's that. gonna be. I'm not ready for that. They're gonna snitch each other out. They are. <laughs> they are gonna be a handful, and I already know it. Who knows? Maybe they'll share the room the rest of their life. I doubt and it. You will never have to have. I doubt it. I don't. I've been considering actually splitting their room. We're getting a little off topic recently, but just because of the whole one of them, if. When we were in the hotel in Orlando about a month ago or so, I woke up because I heard them talking to each other, and Brantley was going, Bubba, Bubba, wake up. <laughs> and it was like 3 a.m. And I was like, Brantley, do not wake up your brother. He was like, but I'm awake. I'm like, don't wake him up. And then Beckett's done the same thing, and he's been like, I, I woke Bubba up so he can come to your room just to tell you that I need to pee. Because apparently... Mommy has to stare at you as you pull down your pants, pee, and pull them back up. Mommy can't help you because that you've got this, but you need to let me know that at 6.30 in the morning, you had to wake up your brother to open your door, to leave your room, to walk to my room, to tell me you had to pee, but don't worry. Brantley said he can handle it. It's, it's a mess, but... I mean, a lot of twins nowadays are not sharing rooms anymore. I don't like. Them. I follow a lot of twin moms, and they split them up once they turn one. Because they wake the other twin up. Right. And Brantley and Beckett are literally like twins. I mean. Yeah, they're just short of being. They're like three months short, I think, of being Irish twins. Yeah. But I wanted to also go into like maybe recognizing some signs of like motherhood burnout. Because, I mean, like you said, you didn't want to admit it. Even though you were experiencing it. And maybe I didn't want to accept it because... I feel like there is a stigma around it and I am a very strong person and I was like if I accept this then does that make me weak which it does not like it's chemically in your body and some people are actually more prone to depression than others which I don't think people really understand uh like it it could be a genetic thing like it runs in your family so I don't know exhaustion would you say that would be a 
a good sign. I mean, it's really hard for me to like say what gets me burnt out because I'm a very hard-headed person hard that person. I'm never gonna ever admit that I'm wrong or that I'm burnt out or exhausted like I'm gonna keep pushing and keep pushing there's no giving up there's no taking a step back there's see but the point that you do I would even say like D like isolate like isolation deconnection from people is I when, do I can push that people would be out like a trigger like okay something's wrong Mm -hmm. I, I can definitely push people out and just stop talking to them and we're not humans are not made to be isolated We're meant to be in packs. I like it's, to be isolated. No, it's not normal You like to be isolated. We sit in we sit in houses and just FaceTime uh -huh. each other because we don't want to walk over. Well, that's better. I don't like to sit in a quiet house. I could sit you, in a house. No. I could have never, no friends and be just happy. You never can sit in a silent house. You're like, yeah, I'm could. bored. I can't nap. I'm bored. Yeah, I can't nap. I'm so freaking exhausted at this point. And I... Just, I don't know. Part of me is like, I can't give up. I still have a lot of months left until my husband gets home. Yeah. That I'm going to keep pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing. I'm just... I don't know. Maybe feeling unproductive and ineffective. Well, let's not look at my living room. Your living room is fine. It's a disaster. It is weird. You don't have a candle going right now. I just, it gave me a headache. I blew it out right before you got here. Oh, okay. I was going to say, that's a little odd. I'm not pointing these um, I feel like this is all you. about me. I'm not pointing these at you at all. <laughs> Guys, I Googled these signs. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I She's Googled watched them. me for the last three now, weeks and writes, every day writes a new sign out. Yeah, you should check my notes like I just have a whole journal of I'm Madison sure did not leave her house today because I can see her car from my she 100% has a notebook in her kitchen and definitely writes oh, down writes notes that's pretty smart mm -hmm. no I don't do that but I do watch you and I do care about you and I do see when you are drowning and honestly I don't know what that noise was it was a little creepy um are you hearing a door open yeah I heard it this is like the third time I've heard it it's creepy but like you know obviously i do see that you've been through a lot in the last few weeks like you've had literally you've been sick colton's been sick like it's been back to back riley's been my easiest little kid thank god i can't handle it if another <laughs> one falls down i but, couldn't do it so no these are not pointed at you so exhaustion um disconnection from others lacking a sense of accomplishment poor self-care like sometimes when you're like you know I'm not talking about you. <laughs> <laughs> but you're the one that scheduled me to have a massage a week ago. Whoa, whoa. That was a birthday present, mm. and that was part of... Because I needed self-care, huh? Actually, you know, <laughs> should I be worried about Let's you? just keep going to the next one. Okay. Other signs may include, again, this is from a website. <laughs> Lord. <laughs> Tiredness, poor sleep, trouble concentrating, mood... <laughs> Mood changes, negative attitude, feeling of isolation, decreased productivity, and um, oh, this is actually a fun fact. It's not. It wasn't on the website, but it made me think of this. Oh, where did this come from? When, you, well, this came from my short-lived life in nursing school. When mm. a body is under stress, and say you are feeling burned out, or you're feeling depressed, or you're having anxiety, your body goes to that attention in your brain where your serotonin needs it. Um, 
and it actually it leaves your immune defenses down so you're more likely to have like to be sick and have more body aches and back pain oh lord <laughs> i think i may be doing okay so yeah let's talk about Ugh. so we've uh, determined that madison may be burned out <laughs> my back has probably like feels like it's gonna fall off your eyes look like they're about to just give out i just yawn too no i feel so bad we're gonna wrap this up i wanted to also just touch on real quick on um <laughs> On my kid. some coping mechanisms necessarily. Be honest and trust the people that you talk to about it. It's okay to it's okay to um and um by like being honest to like your friends and your people around you, you'd be surprised on how many people have been through it themselves and can actually relate to you and you know make you actually feel more included because I don't know I feel like there has been a change in the narrative lately that we've been changing like it is okay to not be okay but for a long time it felt like it wasn't and you felt like you had to be a super mom all the time because honestly like I look at my mom and I I don't remember her having bad days I remember her being a super mom so it was hard for me to realize, like, it's okay to have bad days. But by talking to other friends, I was like, oh, you experienced this too? Um, ask for help. Ask your partner for help with either, like, parenting or the household chores. Look into your network. Who knows? You can flip-flop and have, like, playdates while you go home and clean and let your kids play at a friend's house. You know, just stuff like that. People are more receptive to helping if you ask for it because honestly by the time someone's asking for help they really need it more than almost anybody can imagine create routines by having a routine like kids thrive on routine I haven't met one kid which I could be wrong that didn't just thrive off of routine and honestly I thrive off of routine routine as well so I can like expect that time of day to have me time. That's the next one. Schedule me time. Give yourself time each day to decompress. Get away from um, like a screen. Get away from listening to your children in the background. Even if that's like, okay, have your partner take the kids somewhere in the house or outside the house to the park where you step outside the house and sit in your car and just be in the moment and be silent. Just take that in where you can't hear anything where you can't see the household chores staring at you in the face uh set boundaries learn to say no or find an alternative um when it comes so you're not like overbooking yourself mentally uh so i know we're people pleasers today i feel like that's a generational thing we we grew up wanting to people please and um now it's hard to say no to things and you overbook your body and your mind. But yeah, that is our bulk of, I don't know, motherhood burnout and how to cope with it, how to make things better. And that you're not alone. We've all had some experience in it in one way or the other. So this is Summer and Mad Dog signing out. Good night. Good night.
Well, there goes another Friday night episode. Um, Please remember to come back and follow us for more. We will be releasing every Friday. Thanks for listening to Summer and Mad Dog. Peace out, Girl Scout.